It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Perch on our post-game show here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, follow us wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, and leave us a review as well. I'm Cheerson Susel here with Frank Sanders, Johnny Venerable, the Cardinals suffering their first road loss of the year, 30-12 to to the worst team in football. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Let's begin with our first quarter instant replay, guys. This one stings. It's unfortunate. Your initial reaction to this to this loss? Uh, I think it's the worst loss uh, in the Cliff Kingsbury era. Uh, I said earlier this season he was he had his best win when they went and beat Cleveland amongst COVID. When he would beat you know San Francisco with Colt McCoy in Seattle. This is his worst loss. We have to call it like we see it. Uh, completely unacceptable. Completely unprepared. Going through the motions. Thought they had a wake-up call after losing as a heavy favorite against the Rams on Monday Night Football. Then they trotted out to Detroit in their fancy new plane and proceeded to get their ass kicked by a Detroit team that played with more heart, more desire, had practice squad guys up and down the roster. Didn't matter. Jared Goff now 7-0 and in his last seven meetings against these Arizona Cardinals, dating back, of course, to his time with the L.A. Rams and completely dejecting, and I think in the process, it is costing the Cardinals dearly, not only for their potential to win the division, but they have essentially, they're robbing this wonderful fan base, an opportunity to see this team play postseason football in Arizona for the first time since 2015. Uh, it's it's crumbling down now, and we're, we're seeing the warts of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury late in the season. They are not able to get the job done once again. This is the third consecutive season that the Cardinals are crumbling down the stretch. We didn't think it would happen. We didn't think we'd be sitting here. Cardinals were seven and zero. They're now three and four in their last seven games. Frank, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a laughing matter, Frank. It's not laughing, but Johnny got me sad. Yeah, Man. this is sad. This is. I this, mean, sheesh. We thought Johnny. we were watching a historically great team have an opportunity to go on the road today and make history, and they're the first team. They do make history. The first team in NFL history to be a double-digit favorite and lose by double digits to a team with one or less wins as a 10-win or more team, if that makes sense. So they're making history in all the wrong ways today. Well, it's for me, and uh, Sean with the Super Chat, uh, we appreciate you saying, still love y'all. The play calling was horrendous. Lots of over-aggressive play calling, even after uh, getting behind, just ugh. Uh, we agree, uh, and Johnny's saying that this is is 
I can't imagine a worse. worse yeah. I can't imagine game. a worse loss in, in the Kingsbury. You guys can try to think of one in the chat. I'm open to suggestions. But when you are a heavy favorite, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But my goodness, you have let the L.A. Rams essentially back into this division race. You could be tied with them by the end of the next 48 hours in the division. They own the, the Cardinals own the tiebreaker in that division. But anybody who thinks the Cardinals are going to you know, win out, you know, I thought they had an opportunity today to really re-solidify themselves as major players in the NFC, you know, trying to rally around the Hopkins injury, saying we're going to play better. We've got the weapons. We've got the talent. The Cardinals were by far the more talented team today, and it they literally got off their fancy new jet and thought they could go through the motions against the Lions. I'm legitimately confused because I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on this team. I felt like I understood who they are, the maturity of the team, uh, that they're built different, had confidence in Cliff, had confidence in their defense, felt like, okay, even with their losses, that like they weren't going to have back-to-back losses. It wasn't something that they had done all season. I felt like I had a pretty good grasp, and I genuinely was confident that this was going to be a huge um game about huge bounce back game for the Cardinals and everything I saw today makes me question everything I thought I knew about the Cardinals. The one thing that we have never established in truth with this team is the leaders. That's what we've never truly established. And offensively, the leader is typically the quarterback, but for most of the season, Hudson, our center has been, what we would describe as a leader, but he hasn't been healthy consistently. He was out today. Right. So, And he hasn't been there consistently to control the offensive line, which might be a voice of reason to what Kyler's doing, to help him with his checks and what's going on and how teams are attacking him. We have not really established that leadership. Once J.J. Watt was gone, we still haven't established a leader on defense. Jordan Hicks, you would say, is our leader? Thank you. See, this is the problem where we have right now in this level of communicating when it comes to players. You have to have certain leaders that when you know what the moment is and to yeah. to grasp the moment, to take advantage of the moment, they typically do that when you have leaders. What? And I just don't see that. I mean, we could, we, I don't see that right now. That's a piece that I 100% know is missing. The performance with the level of talent we have, considering the consistency or the inconsistency of our roster and what has been able to produce week in and week out, today's performance, 100%. Yeah is unexcusable. Yep. I mean, it's, I, I have no... It's, it's unexcusable from the head coach across the board from every player that, that, that hopped on that plane to go to a place where you only have a one-win team and you come away looking that bad. There's no excuses to that 100%. Yeah. But what we see right now is I've, I I have that sense of a true leader wouldn't let that Correct. happen. Correct. Yeah. Who do we want to take to the woodshed? Uh, Buda Baker, who is their... Heart and soul defensively missing tackles left and right. Chandler Jones, who this team has paid handsomely in a contract year, complete non-factor in these in these last two pivotal games. He he is looking like he's got a foot outside the door into free agency. I think I can speak for many Cardinal fans on social media alike that uh, it's been fun, Chandler. I think his days as an Arizona Cardinal are numbered. And then you've got, goodness, two inside linebackers that you took in the top 10 these last two years in, in Isaiah Simmons and Xavier Collins, and don't give me that. Well, they Simmons shouldn't be playing inside linebacker. That's what they drafted him to play. That's where he's playing right now. So I'm going to judge him as such. And they are a sieve defensively. They can't stop the run. They have no alphas. They have no dogs defensively. There's no Darnell Dockett. There's no Carlos Dansby. There's no Adrian Wilson. 
to, there's no Calais Campbell. It's a soft unit. And then on the flip side, you know, Marcus I, Golden should be in that conversation, but he hasn't played well. He hasn't played well. No. And then on the flip side, offensively, like, you know, I put an article, go phnx.com. You can check out now if you're interested. This team's going to go even without Hopkins as, as far as Kyler Murray takes them. Kyler yeah. Murray today looked like a bottom, you know, five to 10 NFL quarterback, missing wide open throws. I know the pressure got to him, but I mean, there were throws to be made and they have enough talent. He, he just, he, the interception, whether it's he good. or green, body language, we'll talk about the body language, not great. And so, why don't we talk about it now? Okay. Because it's been a reoccurring. Uh, topic all three years almost now of his career is the body language when things aren't going his way. It shows a lack of maturity. Yep. There were things, you know, whether it was on the sideline, you, you could see his frustration and he has every right to be frustrated, but there's some, you know, and I don't know how his teammates would, you know, behind closed doors and they would never say it, you know, outside of the publicly. locker room or publicly, but I, I wonder what the t- his teammates' reactions are when they see, you know, um, you know, he, AJ Green, uh, you know, was it when he got picked off? Yeah. And AJ, it was a pass to AJ Green. And instead of, you know, instead of just being frustrated, he ha- makes this gesture like, AJ, that's on you. You should have taken a step forward uh, instead of letting him, uh, you know, cut inside and, and pick that ball off. I mean, um, I don't know, Frank, maybe no. you can attest to that. If you were on the other end and you had not taken one step yeah. in and your quarterback's immediately calling you out for it on the field right after the, the interception happens, how would you feel? If, if, if I have the power, if I have the power of, of, of good rapport with him, I'll bark back at him and tell him, shit, this is what I was doing. You, I mean, you should got the ball out your hell out earlier. That's what I you can bark back. Guys will bark back. Do you wait until the, the day, si- till you get off yeah, the field? Yeah, you wait till you get to silent. Yeah, right. well, typically that's what we do. Um, but when we get there, we also have to wait till we get to the film session to see maybe you could have done something different. I know we're in the moment, but maybe you could have done something different. So I, I'll I'll leave that at that because I got to understand that I'm the veteran. He's a younger guy. And so I got to whatever I have to do over time to see if I have to coddle his emotions because he is erratic in some areas. I have to make sure I don't get on his chest because. Well, who wants to play with somebody like well, that? Well, that's, that's what it is sometimes. Sometimes you got to. I, I didn't draft him. I ain't got no well, I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying, saying is that the kind of teammate that you want? That's not. Does it not we, matter? We, we all want perfect teammates, but teammates have to grow into into being great players, and some guys have to grow in that situation. It wasn't a pretty moment for uh, for 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 Kyle at that window of time. He threw the pick, wasn't good, but at the end of the day, that still wasn't a determining factor why we lost. But I agree with you. We we the what players see and how they see what we look for is the comeback. What happened on the next series? Okay, you threw a pick. That was on you because the ball was in your hand. You threw it, didn't make it. It got picked. Okay, now what? He did what his part was supposed to do. He went down, tried to make a tackle, get into the play. He didn't pull a Teddy Bridgewater water on us in that situation. He went and tried to make a play. Next thing you know, when we get the next opportunity for downs and distance, that's when we look and see how did we get past that moment. And if he got past that moment, then that'd be great because now you can see your guys thinking that the game's still not over. We still can make plays. Come on, guys. I messed up. Let's just rally around it. And they take ownership. But in this situation, there are some things that when you start losing, the pressure right now is mounting tremendously. They're not handling it well. They're not handling it really well at all. It's mounting tremendously. Tremendously from inside the program. Yep. And uh, the what's expected of them, what's asked of them is mounting tremendously. COVID's not making it easy. Injuries are not making it easy. But internally, Guys got to start stepping up and becoming the dude that's supposed to be. 
Christian Kirk's supposed to be the guy right now. Be that dude. Rondell Moore, they're giving you the rock. Be that guy. Like, this is the moment where you're supposed to be taking advantage of these moments, and some of these guys are not offensively and defensively. Today versus a team, I said last week, and I think this is very important. When you get one win, you figure out a formula. And right now, it looks like they have a little formula for what was going on. Offensively, we stunk. I'm not saying we didn't we didn't play great, but the Rams did not hurt. Th- I mean, excuse me. Damn. The Lions. On, the Lions. Like, were they playing the Rams? Take a timeout. Collect your thoughts. It's okay. I'm sorry. Dang. It's okay. It's We're the emotional. The, li- no, <laughs> the Lions <laughs> did not hurt themselves today. They played good football. They came out. They didn't make any mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. Jared Goff didn't make a bad day. He didn't have a bad day. The running game was effective. And defensively, they played good against our receivers. They did. And that's just, you still got to give kudos to the team that showed up. It was a tale of two stories because we've talked about pressure with this team all season long. They felt it. The more that they were winning, well, that just meant there was more pressure to continue winning. I think this is the most pressure they've been on. Uh, having lost back-to-back games now and then losing this game, which was pretty much a historic loss, yeah. something that hasn't been done before. This is the most pressure the Cardinals have ever uh, had, and the Lions couldn't have had less pressure. Right? They yeah. had no pressure to do anything. This, you saw the way that they started yeah. the game. They yeah. were just, hey, let's onside kick. Now, it's like second possession of the game. That, this, that, that game was never in doubt for this, the Lions. This would have been the best trap game ever. This is the best. Like, if Vegas had a trap game, this is the best trap game ever. You got a team that had just lost on a Monday night that is a, you know, that's basically walking into the playoffs. And then you got a team that has no chance at the playoffs that finally got their first win. Done. This is the best trap game ever. If you had put any money on the Lions, you're a happy camper today. To I just I feel like this organization right now, they feed off of the underdog mentality. When they started 7-0, and they were routinely picked to get blown out on numerous occasions, and then they would win outright, and they fed off that energy, and now with the expectations back on them, they were favored, if you remember, to, to end last year. They were like, they had an 80% yeah. chance to make the playoffs. They fell apart. I just, there is there is an internal DNA with this team, and it starts at the top with Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime, where they just, they, they just can't get over this hump. And the only person that could do it of the last decade was Bruce Arians and he had a swagger about him and the mentality was we're going to come out, we're going to play physical football. And he was the outlier right now. We're seeing it today. You put the the loss on three individuals. In my opinion, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Vance Joseph, they set the tone, the two, the the de facto two coordinators and the franchise quarterback and everybody put up really their, their worst performance of the season. I like people will, will rightfully get on Cliff and Vance Joseph. Kyler Murray is in his third year in the same system, in my opinion, with still a loaded receiving core. You cannot play that badly today. I, I know the offensive line wasn't great, but Aaron Rodgers is about to play with four, missing four of his five offensive linemen. It just, if you want to be considered, well, all we talk about when they were 7-0 and was, how much are they going to pay Kyler? What's the contract going to look like? You know, will he or won't he, you know, accept it? And then, now it's like, wait a minute. Do we need to have a different discussion? Because you are who your record is to finish seasons, and they're about yeah. to be grossly under 500 when games count. And uh, we still have a long way to go. We'll talk about the landscape of the NFC playoffs here in a minute. But this is this is an unacceptable loss. Considering, too, Colt McCoy, this team has 10 wins. Colt McCoy's won two of the most three, right? He's got two two of the wins right now, and and. So I, Kyler Murray has not won really a meaningful football game 
I, I would say since since uh, maybe when they beat the Cleveland Browns on the road. I mean, the, everybody expected them to win at, at Chicago. Andy Dalton helped with the four interceptions. I mean, to me, it just Kyler has to play better. I thought he was going to set the world on fire these last four weeks of the season, put up huge numbers in the process, uh, and rally around this team and be the leader that we all think he and hope he can be on the field and off the field. And today was just... It's a huge red flag, in my opinion. Let's get to the chat. Uh, respectfully disagreeing with Jacob, who says, who knows, it might take the edge off. It absolutely will not take the edge off. This is, The more that they, the, the, the pressure's on more than ever. And then if they continue to lose, the worse that means for their postseason. Impl- I mean, it's, it's it definitely only adds to the pressure. Super chat from Elon Musk. Cardinals needed to show up today. Colts next week. That will be something. We gotta- I don't. That's, we'll, we'll unravel that yeah. when we get there because that's a whole bag of... Especially with what we what saw we, last right, night. What they yeah. did versus the Patriots, and we thought the Patriots on their run too. So, again, you know, Michael said the Colts, man, the, the Coyotes have more wins this week than the Cardinals. Not a good place to be. Not a good place to be at all. When I was reading that, I thought he was saying, uh, because you were just talking about Colt McCoy for a split second when I was reading that, I thought he was saying, like, bench Kyler, like, Colt's up next week. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a strong statement. But no. I think there was some of that going on on Twitter. But I'm trying to get get Kingsbury quotes. I haven't been able to get anything yet. Sean says this is a bunch of crud muffins. This 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 was definitely the epitome of. Crud a muffins, bunch of yes. crud muffins this yeah. week. This is a bad performance, man. And um, it, it really, honestly, as a as a fan, and you guys are chiming in so well with a lot of great comments and great thoughts. And there's no real answers for this. Cardinals got beat by a team that didn't make mistakes that have been making mistakes for the previously earlier, you know, in the, in the first parts of the season. They just did not know how to win. They couldn't figure it out. They finally got a win. They figured something out. Mm-hmm. They've been competitive, but they haven't been great. And then the bad part is that, honestly, when you really look at it, we just, again, did not show up. Nope. And we didn't show up for four quarters. This we, game was never close. Never at all. And with, with, with the intent that, well, it no. could it could have gotten to some areas and some situations where we could have flipped it. But it's just it's really just a really bad performance on the Cardinals and nothing that a team that has better players um, that knows how to win and have won more games. Honestly, in this moment, this is what I'm going to say, and I'm going to keep it real. Typically in these windows, the leaders step up. Yeah. The quarterback starts making plays. He takes control of them. He manages the clock well. It's second and fourth. He gets the ball out of his hand real quick and just move the ball so we can get the third and one. After that, the next thing you know, for defense on the other side, they they balance each other out extremely well. Today, there was no, you know, we, we've talked about how we complete and complement each other very well over, well, previously before the last two games, we would say they complement each other very well. Nothing of short was that today. Mm-mm. When we played the Rams, there was no complimentary offense or defense. And when this week versus the Lions, there was well, no complimentary offense or defense. They had not a turnover all. that they recovered in Lions territory and did absolutely nothing with it. And then didn't they – wasn't there one where there was a, a turnover? And well, then, the li- yeah, the, the Byron Murphy recovery, they did nothing with it. Kyler threw the interception. Interception. They didn't. Have, they didn't intercept. Uh, it was the onside kick early in the game where they got the ball uh, on the uh, Lions oh, the side of the field kick and didn't do anything with it. And, and then, the, so then the one turnover that they had, Kyler went and threw an interception. Threw, threw it right it. back yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah. But like to me, it was the Cardinals consistently going three and out, doing nothing offensively, especially in the first half, and the Lions putting together these like. I mean, they they put together an eight plus minute drive to begin the game. 
that completely set the tone. Yep. Uh, and at that point, it was like, oh, they're in they're in trouble today because there are huge running lanes. The Cardinal defensive line, I put this on t- Twitter, is by far the worst position group for this team. And it you need a complete. I know we still got three weeks left of the regular season. You need a complete house cleaning of this defensive line. You need an injection of athletes, SEC players. Because right now, with all due respect, Corey Peters, love him. Car- Cardinal grade of the last half decade. He's over the hill. Jordan Phillips out today with a knee injury. He had the sack and did, noth- did nothing after the fact. Zach Allen's been fine. Not not spectacular. You know, the Rashard Lawrence had a couple flashy plays. Lucky Fotu misplay behind the backfield. It's just a, it's a marginal, marginal group, and it's compounded and made worse by the fact that you drafted a kid 16th overall. You refused to play him for the second consecutive year. Isaiah Simmons, the difference between we talked about it on the PHNX tailgate show today. The difference between good and great is Isaiah Simmons missing a sack, missing an INT. You drafted him eighth overall, and he's not making those plays. That's the difference. It's the difference in the game in a lot of ways. So to me, soft up the middle. Chandler Jones erosion, and then the offense, Kyler Murray. I, I just you can't explain it. There's there's there are too many excuse making being made with this team right now. The fact of the matter is, everybody who called this team soft nationally is is enjoying basking in the in the glory of the Cardinals just complete collapse. Today. I think that was like the biggest response that yeah. I had on Twitter uh, when I was tweeting during the game was fans just upset that they've been basically calling out national media for yep. not respecting the team. We've talked about it a ton. Like, are you guys actually watching this team? Are you, you know, are you, are you like, or are you just making things up? Cause it's an easy storyline. Like, you, like these, the Cardinals are legit. They're a top tier team. Uh, they deserve more respect. Yep. And basically you got, you know, a loss on Monday night football when the whole country was watching and then a loss to the worst team in football that has only won one game previously all season long. And it basically solidified everything that's been ignored or the ways in which the Cardinals have been disrespected by outsiders outside of the Cardinals fan base. And the fans were furious about that aspect. It's disappointing. They're going to have to go look at themselves in the mirror, period. And then come up with an honest answer about what will make this team, what makes this team work. And we've had a lot of good segments, man, early in the season. And right now, it's just it's looking like a, it's looking really it's looking really bad. And I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know if it's the continual changing of the changing of players in and out rotation wise and who's healthy, who's not. What to expect before, you know, before we get into a Sunday's football game. The play calling. Who do I have? Who do I not have? Um let me just say that again, I'm going to go back. Players make plays and the ones that know what they're doing in that window of time, they make the plays. We can see it all the time and we can, we can make excuses, but I just, I know for a fact, if you're the starting quarterback and you know who you got on the outside, you know what they are and what they're capable of, you make the plays. You find a way to get the ball to them in that window. If you don't, you know how to clock manage, you know how to down and distance manage. The head coach knows how to down and distance manage. And this is uh, whoever call, who's calling the plays. On defense, you know when to bring pressure when you don't know to bring pressure based upon who you have. Today, we didn't see that, or we saw a better team in the Lions expose those things and out-game plan us. And you might hear that in the, you might hear that in the press conference. We got out-coached. We got out-plays. Well, damn it, this ain't the time to be hearing that bull no. because this is a chance to go ahead. And if you want to say you got out-coached, do it after you 100% know you're in the playoffs because you didn't play your players. That's fine. I'll accept that. Hey, we got our coach today. You know what? Kyle is out today. 
You know what? J- CJ didn't play today, and Buda Baker sat out today because he was patting his baby on the sideline. Damn it, give me that excuse. Don't give me the other stuff outside of that because it just didn't happen. And yeah. I, today is a sad part. Um, Carter, well, you, you guys are chiming in. You know exactly what's taking place, and it's not good. I mean, we, we can bash them right now because they deserve it. And honestly, you know they deserve it because they didn't show up today versus a team that we should have dominated. There was one thing that was good today, which leads us to our DraftKings Sportsbook app, King of the Game, who is Matt Prater. He was two for two kicking field goals today, scored a total of six points, which up until a garbage time touchdown uh, by Christian Kirk were the only points that the Cardinals scored. So there you have it. By default, Matt Prater is our DraftKings Sportsbook app, King of the Game. And Mm. that's an unfortunate, and a game like this, you should have some big-time stats up there and an impressive performance, more so than a guy who kicked two field goals also heard that he was being booed by his former team, Aww. fans by the former team, uh, still made his two field goals. So Good you're job, a king Matt. of the game right. now, Prater. Sarcastic clap. <laughs> um, if you, uh, we've got uh, Alonzo saying it's time to stop making Cardinals bets, but there's still right. plenty of other games that you can bet on. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX, bet a dollar on uh, any team to score in a football game. You're going to get $100 in free bets if they do win. When they score, you score. You can also get skin in the game with same-game parlays. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can withdraw and deposit your uh, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you would like. But as always, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it is 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right. Do we want to head into Frank's turning point of the game? Frankie, you're up. What, what is it? that graphic? I've never seen that. <laughs> I mean, the dude here is not on the show? swollen, though. Can I'm usually at the stadium. Yeah, I haven't really been on is. this since it's been instituted. Since we flipped it in, he hasn't been here. Okay, well, welcome. I Thank mean, you. I, look, can we get some shoulders on that guy yeah. here? So <laughs> match that dome? Can we get a little Avatar <laughs> Frank in the weight I mean, room? Can he, can he, yeah, can he get in the weight room? That dude dome is huge. <laughs> Look, my turning point of the game is not we were we were in the red zone and we decided to go for it on fourth down. Mind you, if you knew already, coach, that you were going to go for it on fourth down, then we were on like the three yard line. Then we should have made a better decision. There were a lot of plays that was called going east and west. Johnny pointed that out, and I think that was great. It was you know going east and west instead of north and south. Um, of course, we didn't have our bruiser back in James Conner, so maybe that maybe maybe that might have played a part in why he did not. Well, he was he, he was, was there. He was there. He was there. I don't oh know. my God, Frank! He was out there, he was man. Out there. He had a couple of actually really great runs. Not doing that play. Well, yeah, I don't think he was in for that possession. See, maybe. that's what I'm talking about. They had Rondell Moore at like yeah, Rondell Moore back. running back. We pitched the ball. We flipped the ball out to Christian Kirk to outrun the defense on the right side. It just wasn't what I thought would have been the point. If you knew he was going to go for four downs, he was down a couple points. You could have made a decision. We didn't do it. We didn't even kick the field goal. Got the three points that we could have gotten. Kicked the ball off. Maybe put him in. Put him at the twenty yard line, and then started off different. No, we gave him a chance to kind of just meander through our defense, and then it didn't come away with no points. So my turning point is that moment. I thought again, some of the coaching calls was in the last couple of weeks. Cliff has been really bold about fourth downs and going for it on fourth downs. It's not working in our favor. Let's punt the ball, give ourselves a chance, and then you know if you're not if you're not, not going to take the points. 
then I think you're cheating yourself because this offense can score pretty quick, and it was pretty crappy on my part. Espo says the turning point was getting off the bus. I es- think that's well, also correct. Espo, you're absolutely yeah. right on that too, man. But that's just not really good. Also, my bad. I thought you were saying that James Conner didn't play today. I was like, did no, you, you watch didn't. the game? I did watch it. <laughs> my, dad, it. <laughs> my dad texted me. He said, Frank was a very, very physical receiver. The soft play of the team must drive him crazy. Frank, is that true? Look, Pops, let me tell you 100%. You know that you have to beat up on DBs. And right now the NFL is allowing DBs to pull, tug, and grab. And I, I am not a fan of that. I think the receivers have the ability to do the same thing. I would be a guy that would be very hands-on with these little DBs out there without a doubt. I think that uh, it is, it's not good right now. But here's the problem. The offense right now is 98% shotgun. There's no real physical football unless James is getting the ball. There's no fullback in front of James. There's no pulling tackle. There's no pulling guard. Sometimes you run the counter pops. You see that 100%. Unfortunately, it's not consistently. And so since it's not consistently, we are not a downhill running team. You cannot expect that. We typically allow ourselves to be spread offense and then the draw or just the dive play to to JC and then let him allow him to pick and choose a hole has been what we've seen out of our offense. I don't like it. I think this is the time of the year that we need to be a little more physical to punish teams, to allow them to know that we can be physical. And once we establish that, that will open up the running game. And right now it does does not look good. We do look soft coming off the bus. And until we decide we're going to be physical, it would be hard to find ourselves winning in – cold games uh, late in the playoffs and they're going to play maybe the most physical team in the nfl on saturday night which scares me to death in indianapolis who their lines of scrimmage their offensive line is maybe the best in the nfl their defensive line deforest buckner not a good recipe they have no concerns about winning three to zip frank Wright don't care about that he has no a three zip win of frank Wright's is absolutely happy but happy and you know the crazy thing about that also is wins he don't mind that win either. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a guy that says, I need a st-. He's not a stat whore. He wants a W. And so, as long as he gets a win, Wentz has no problem They want to ugly that. up that game for sure. And they will see. And there we go. Well, this is the perfect time to segue into our second quarter, which is our crystal ball segment, and talk about what this loss means moving forward. It makes us even more afraid I already, as soon as I saw what the Colts did to the Patriots last night, I was immediately like, this ain't going to be good. Knowing that we still had this game today, thinking that it was going to be a blowout loss and that would at least get on the right track and bring some momentum heading into Christmas Day. Now it's a completely different story. So looking ahead to, uh, you know, our original, our our first thoughts and what this is going to mean for Christmas Day against the Colts, and then also winning the division, which is very unlikely at this point. And uh, probably not going to get a bye in the postseason. I mean, a lot of things. Yeah, if you would like to watch the Arizona Cardinals play football uh, in Glendale this year, you have two more opportunities uh, because I do not think they will uh, win the division as a result of this game. They could. They could surprise us. They've surprised us at times throughout the season. But I, uh, the LA Rams, they smell blood in the water. And the Cardinals are, uh, are essentially sitting there idly by, waiting for somebody to help them, and, and no help is coming. Uh, I, I still think they get into the playoffs somehow. They win a game or two, probably just one more game. They've got three more opportunities um, against three teams that are all going to be fighting for playoff spots. I mean, if you don't think if Seattle beats the L.A. Rams tomorrow, Seattle's coming into that Week 18 game, 8-8, eight eight because they get Houston and I think they get Chicago before they play the Cardinals. Russell Wilson, 8-8, eight and, eight, and then you think about 
everything that's going. The Cowboys are playing good football defensively right now. I think the Cardinals get in. I think they find a way to get one more win, but they will. My prediction is the LA Rams will be the uh, potentially the three or the four seed. The Cardinals are going to have to go on the road against Dallas or the LA Rams. It's unfortunate. You start the season seven and zero. I think you're a lock not only to make the playoffs, but win your division outright. And right now, I I think they get into the postseason at something like eleven and six. If they're able to win one more game, and then looking ahead to to Saturday's not Saturday night, this is the team that presents the most problems. They can rush the passer, force turnovers. Their special teams are elite. Frank Wright, Frank, you mentioned it. Will come out. They'll run the ball fifty times Saturday night. Problem. And they'll put Carson Wentz on bootleg. They'll have him throw the ball away. They'll minimize turnovers to win those kind of games. When your defense is struggling, like we saw, you need Kyler Murray to be superhuman. Again, I put it on gophnx.com. You check it out now. When the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray first overall in 2019, they envisioned being in positions like this to say, postseason and route, Kyler, carry us. Be great. Be special. Be Oklahoma Sooner Kyler. Like, we need that Kyler Murray. This team, it's, a, it's almost as simple as that is if this team wants to take that next step, whether it's the NFC West or a lengthy playoff run, we saw it once upon a time with Kurt Warner and a 9-7 and seven Cardinal team. They had, a, they had elite quarterback play, got them almost to a world championship, at least got them to the Super Bowl. If they want to win, they are not special enough in other areas to be able to do that outside of Kyler Murray being great. And so, you know, he, he's 24 years old. This is his third season in the NFL. You, you would like to see that leap. It's not happened yet. It hasn't. The most disappointing part for me, and we'll see what how it's going to continue to unfold, is the fact that they were the number one team in the NFC at one point, lose to the Rams, yep. lose DeAndre Hopkins, lose to the Lions. It's like, at what point does it stop? And I can't see into the future like at any point, because again, now I'm confused. Now I don't know what to think about this team. Now I don't really, my confidence is shot. Um, and when I think about, you know, what's going to happen in the future, there's at no point do I, do I feel like they're going to be able to turn around next week. Oh, but then at least they're going to win here. At least they're going to be able to, like, right. I have no idea at this point what this means for the rest of the season. Confidence is shot. We should be able to call wins and losses <clears throat> or wins and really tough games. And I right. agree with you 100%. We just we don't have that we don't have that answer right now because we've come from playing what was supposed to be on a Monday night the potential um, Super Bowl you know contending team in the Rams with all the stuff they've done in the offseason with Sean McVay grabbing Bill Matthew Stafford having Aaron Donald and Ramsey on their team you thought that would have been the team then adding more pieces which they did trading off three first round draft picks you would think this team that would have been the team the Cardinals. And position-wise, well, we looked like we were we were ready to take over the division, you know, seven games into the season. And then, of course, a couple of things happened. But I agree with you. It's just it's hard to determine right now what's going to happen with this team, who we're going to be. Um, I'm pretty sure this year as a former player, they themselves will watch this loss and say to themselves that, guess what? You know what? We didn't come out and play. Whatever happened, some guys might have felt good. Maybe it was a jet lag. Um, we just got out coached. They out coached us better. Um, they had the momentum on their side. You know, low, LTC, Low Tone Capone said we probably was just studio gangsters. And that means you're just, you're barking lyrics like you're the bad boys on the street. But in reality, you're living somewhere in Scottsdale in a mansion. Look, that could be the Cardinals right now. They have to figure that out. But I will say that I know 
that it's primarily all about your leadership in this time of the season. 17 games. The hey. three three pre preseason games, 17 games is a long season. Not getting your break until like a week 11, it definitely it plays a part. It just doesn't mean but the thing I'm still missing. I, I'm just running this thing. The thing I'm still missing is true players that are leaders take over games. And they find ways to make other guys be part of the game effectively so you can you can get your wins. And that, to me, is the part that I'm missing in this thing. I mean, that's the sad part I'm missing right now, which ties into what Chirsten is saying, is that when you, as a fan, don't know your leaders, you really can't point just to, hey, he didn't do this, he knew this. You're pointing to everybody. The coach, the guy that's bringing the water on the field, the plane, <laughs> My tattoo, you know, <laughs> just Johnny's sweater. Hey, we're pointing to everything, I, and that's I, the sad part. I I see the hate, Alonzo, of my sweater. And if this was the ugliest thing today, I I would be happy about it because it means the Cardinals would have played better. But there is no chance in hell that the, that the Cardinals uh, play better than my, how my sweater looks today. To your point, Frank, I love your sweater, though, Jay. In the I off love your sweater. in the off season, they attempted to remedy what we're watching right now. Yes. What was the response? Michael Bidwell came out and said, unacceptable. We have to do better. We have to finish games. And they courted J.J. Watt. Yes. And they said, J.J. Watt's going to fix all of this nonsense <clears throat> with the collapsing at the end of the season. And here we are yet again with what's happening. They're collapsing. They're, by and large, looking very mentally weak to put teams away. And J.J. Watt, like he historically has been, we love J.J., is injured. And that was our their center. answer. They and said, I, And our center. Yes. They said, we're going to go get more physical, but we're also going to get older, and both guys are hurt right now. And leaders. They have not found the drafting and developing players. They have not found those alphas to be able to, to conjure up Ws for this team late in the season. There is not one player that this team has drafted, and with all due respect to Kyler and Buda right now, they are not playing well. Kyler and Buda were they stunk it up today. They have not found that magic elixir in the draft to be able to get this team over the hump. Like once upon a time, you know, Russell Wilson did, Cam Newton did for, for their respected franchises. You know, Colin Kaepernick did. You know, I, it just those those quarterbacks were able to persevere and and clinch postseason bursts, right? And, and in a weird way, it was Sean McVay's hiring that did, did it for the L.A. Rams. Like, who is the equalizer for this team? And a lot of people are saying in the chat, it's like, well, James Conner is the heart and soul of this team. If James Conner making almost the vet minimum is the heart and soul of this team, we got a bunch of problems because that means we got 10 other guys that are grossly overpaid. The Devon Kennards and the Jordan Phillips. That, that's, that's, that's the biggest problem I see right now well, with this we, team. Those two guys that you just threw out, we've already, we've already known. But, yeah, out of, I mean, but, out of that conversation. But they're getting paid the most money, and this is what you pay those guys yeah. for, and they're nowhere to be found. And then on top of that, like again, it's like you know DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, they're out. So it's like, who's going to step up? No one's stepping up right now. Yeah. I mean, those those guys definitely aren't the answer, but I agree. I mean, you talk about leadership, you're talking about mm -hmm. dogs. I mean, that's definitely what's missing in this uh, in, for this team. I will say a lot of remarks about your sweater. Mm -hmm. And I use every opportunity <laughs> that I have to make fun of you. Yeah. And there is nothing about the sweater I can make fun of. Thank this you. This is my favorite thing wow. that you've ever Thank worn. Thank you. And I wm. wish we had it up on phnxlocker.com because I would buy it for my boyfriend. Yes. Um, okay, cool. 
Love it. We don't, but what we it. do have on phnxlocker.com, we still have our gift boxes up. Fifty nine eighty eight. You're gonna mm-hmm. get two shirts and a year membership Ooh. plus a fifteen dollar gift card. Yeah. It's like what? Oh, it's a lot of that good stuff. That is a no brainer. So that's up on phnxlocker.com. And of course, we always have our deal with you. You know, if you're looking for a Christmas present, this is a fantastic Christmas present. Uh, but also, if you want to just get a membership, you're going to get a free T-shirt of your choosing on phnxlocker.com. You can also just gift that free T-shirt as yep. well, and then you don't have to pay for anything for anyone else. Um, so if you want to become a member, go to gophnx.com and sign up. We would certainly appreciate you becoming a part of the family. Espo, I believe, asked a question. Um how hot is Cliff's seat going to get here soon? And that's a fair question to ask. Uh, I don't see any envision a scenario in which he gets fired because I think they're going to make the playoffs and they've increased their win total every season, regardless of how they finish. I, I if you're if you're Michael Bidwell, I, I think uh, postseason berth is what you expected. I think you'll get one, but at the end of the day, like I, I really think that the the question becomes. Does he become a lame duck coach going into next season? I I think the bigger bigger questions you have to ask yourself, regardless of of how you may feel right now, does Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury does that combination get extended in the off season? I would say that that seemed like a lock a month ago, and now it's maybe we'll just maybe we'll just pivot on that for another year, and we'll just pick up Kyler Murray's fifth year option, and Cliff I believe got a five year deal. We'll just ride that out right now because again. The, the, the analytics, the data is going to support the fact this team collapses in December. We have two super chats here. Elon Musk saying, Elon here, Johnny's sweater kept us in the Thank game. Thank you. I agree with that. You you came uh, with a festive look and everybody appreciates it, Johnny. Yeah, of course. Sean says uh, with a super chat. Thank you, Sean. Uh, T-shirts are comfy. A crud muffins. Highly recommended. Uh, they are com- comfy. Yeah. Comfy as a crud muffin. Comfy as a crud muffin? Is yeah. that what I was supposed to say? Yeah, T-shirts that's kind of like a, a crud muffin. Right there, yeah. recommended. I, mm-hmm. I want to point out, Alex says, maybe we should get a real offensive coordinator. Then there's no, I, I love Cliff Kingsbury, then there's no point of having Cliff around. Cliff yeah. was brought in to call plays and to elevate this offense. This offense, by the way, that is averaging under 20 points each of the last two weeks. So if, if Cliff's not here to call plays. About what, a co-offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, we talked about that coming into the season because of how they collapsed last year. Should they go get a veteran presence? To be able to help with the offense, I well, Sean Coogler was pr- promoted to be, to run game coordinator. No, to kind of help with with a little bit with the offense. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I say no to that. I say Kyler gets better. Like there are some things that you're watching that he's just not getting the ball out of his hand like he should be. He's waiting for the magic, and there's no magic. And just like if if we watched Patrick Mahomes earlier this year struggle because he got in here trying to do something that he was waiting for the magical moment. Hey, man. Take take the four-yard throw. Let your receivers do something. Take the flare. Take your running back that's running the swing route and get it out your hands. Like, that's more important. That keeps the offense going than watching you hitch, hitch, hitch. Let me tell you something. There is no two to three hitches in practice ever. No. There is no two to three hitches in practice. You're either going to throw the ball off the back foot once it plants or you're going to hitch and then throw. That's practice. That's what we do. When you get in the game, that's exactly what you're supposed to do, the same thing. You don't wait to see your receiver open. You throw the ball to a spot, and he's supposed to get there. That's what takes place in the NFL. That's what we're supposed to do. And right now, we're not seeing that. So I don't need an offense coordinator because I got a tattoo because a guy did a hell of a 
job this year yeah. of being different. And right do now, you regret that tattoo. I, I love my tattoo. I think he deserved the tattoo because he was doing what he needed to do. But I'm watching stuff. I'm watching film, and I'm seeing receivers open, and you're just not getting the ball out your hand. Like I'm looking. If anytime you see Kyler do two to three hitches, that is not an NFL play called. No one calls plays like that. You don't call plays like that. When you're hitching the ball, hitching two or three times, unless you got pressure, I get that. But if you have no pressure in the pockets there and you got a chance, we never practice two and three hitches. You don't have time to do that. Everything's timing. The, the damn line, offense line has to figure out, I got three seconds to hold Aaron Donald. I got two seconds to hold Aaron Donald. I got three seconds to hold Von Miller. I got one second to hold this guy because they're blitzing. So I got to stick my left arm out, yep. to kick to the left, and then push out right to the other guy. We don't worry. We don't sit here like college and pat, pat, pat. There's no pat, pat, pat moments. You get the ball out your goddamn hand because somebody running, and there's a DB who's just that fast and making up ground, then you're sitting there trying to wait for me to get open to throw the ball. Excuse my en- – this is the energy. This is what happens when you watch film. I'm watching it. He's not getting the ball out of his hand fast enough. There's guys open, and we have the players to do that. Yeah. And if you're not making those decisions at that time – I don't know what's taking place in you that you don't trust offense line. You're not seeing the defensive call. Maybe you don't think you're, you're covered on the right side. That's conversation that happens when, while we brought in, you know, the Hudson, Ron Hudson for that purpose to kind of ease some things. Well, he didn't play today. And so, therefore, that happens. So, I, I get that. But that's excuse making to me. But if, the, if people, because I, I saw that on Twitter, Frank, too. I'm, I, like, I'm watching the stuff. This is what takes place, bro. It's just, it, it is excuses. With, until uh, we you, didn't win with, against the one in 11 and one Lions team because Rodney Hudson didn't play. That's garbage. Uh, by, I, I just, I can't. Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate. And should, yes. You win this game. You're not, you're not losing this game with Kyler Murray playing. Even if Rodney Hudson doesn't play, that that to me, if we're making excuses for Kyler, I love Kyler. I'm I'm one of his biggest advocates. All we do is is pub him up on this program. True. We have to be able to call out like he's played bad the last two weeks, and that's he what just, I'm. That's he what just I, hadn't played well, but that's what I'm saying with you. He's playing bad. Yeah, like there's certain things that's supposed. To, that's why I said before. You know, like when you're a leader of the team, you have to establish to them, to them, that I got us, that I got us, like. I'm not going. I'm not going to throw the ball five yards over a guy running a go route, sitting on the third, thirteen yard line for, for, you know, for AJ Green. So I give him a chance. I got to give him a chance to catch the ball. Yeah. I'm not going to throw the ball, you know, into the ground, or I'm not going to take a sack in a, ill-advisedly because I'm patting the ball. Quarterbacks who have learned this thing, and again, let me let me just say this here. You have to learn how they're attacking you. Yeah. Like what they're doing to you, Kyler, is the conversation. Not what the receivers out there running their routes and what they're they're doing something to you to distract you, and so that right there is is is, is a situation where our young quarterback still has to learn how to figure out. Fortunately, fortunately for him, he has a lot of talent around him, and some weeks it looked great, and he looks like it it looks great, and then today he got exposed. He got exposed last week. He got exposed again another week. And the NFL is a copycat league, and basically the, the the Lions did exactly what the Rams did, and they came in with a lot of pressure to offset him, and that's what happened. And unfortunately, good thing about them is that they just did not make the mistakes that a losing team typically do. Johnny mentioned in the tailgate show that Kyler needed to kind of put the team on his back yeah. and 
champion them to a win. And and I felt like he didn't need to do that, that all he needed to do was clean up the mistakes from weeks prior, mm-hmm. specifically Monday night. And all they needed to do was have Kyler play mistake-free football and and clean everything up and just play his game. And that didn't even happen. Nope. Missing open receivers, missed that early conversion on third down to Christian Kirk. Uh, also, that. Christian Kirk had one of his worst games, yeah. too. There was a lot of uh, balls that he just he didn't catch or he dropped. So uh, it wasn't all on Kyler. This can't be a DeAndre. We can't use DeAndre Hopkins as a crutch for the team losing to the Lions. Same with Rodney Hudson. Like, they have enough good players that they should have won this game by I double agree. digits. That's why they were favored. Yep. Vegas thought they'd win this game by 12 and a half points. So... Uh, I can we can sit here and say the receiving core was bad today, yes. and also the Kyler Murray was bad because yes. both of those things are, are true. Um, the disappointing factor is that for for this team to be a consistent contender, to be a Super Bowl level team, we have to see better play from Kyler Murray from start to finish. That's not to say he can't occasionally have a have a poor performance. That's not what we're saying at all. But when you are consistently underperforming late in the year. When some teams are on the uprise and other teams consistently falter, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are 0 for 4 in playoff clinching scenarios dating back to last year. They lost week 16 and 17 to the 49ers and to the Rams, and they could have made the playoffs. And then this year, they've lost to the Rams and the Lions with the playoffs on the line. I mean, that just that can't happen if you want to be taken seriously. And so, regardless of what happens the rest of this year assuming they don't go on a lengthy postseason one and, and somehow win win it all, next year when everybody's claiming that this team falters and they're not to be taken seriously until they do it, this is the difference, the biggest difference between the Suns and the Cardinals is the Suns were consistent all year and then they went into the postseason and they smacked the Lakers and they went to the NBA Finals and were two wins away, right? And they proved all their doubters wrong in the process. The Cardinals have not done that. They, they got a bunch of early wins when the sun was out in September and October and a little bit, all, I think, September and October in route to 7-0. and And now everybody's like, oh, the Cardinals are legitimate. And then they falter. And this is what people have been saying since the start. Elon with a super chat. Why did we stray away from Connor and Chase today? Chase Edmonds. Uh, welcome back, Chase. Mm-hmm. He had six carries for 53 yards, and James Connor had eight carries for 39 yards. Obviously, zero touchdowns between the two of them. I would say that's on Cliff Kingsbury. And we said hey, Cliff is so desperate for the big play, just like Frank mentioned in his Frank No segment, the turning point. I just I feel like Cliff could not get into a rhythm because he said we can't lose to this team. We should blow them out. Let's get a big play. Let's have Kyler throw, you know, on four consecutive downs. Let's not focus on running the football even though the it, the run game was there to be had even without Rodney Hudson. That's 100% on Cliff Kingsbury. That that possession at the end of the first half when they had four straight incompletions, turnover on downs, you're on the 4 or 5 yard line, you don't give it to James Conner, Chase Edmonds, unacceptable. So, it's 100% coaching. All right, let's talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and then move into our third quarter. Again, if you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can download on other games other than the Cardinals games. So there's plenty to choose from, NFL, NBA, whatever sport you want to bet on. Download the app, use the code PHNX. But if you you bet a dollar on any team to score in a football game, if they score, you score, you're going to get $100 in free bets. Again, using that code PHNX when you sign up. All right, third quarter, cheers to you. I am cheersing to all the fans that stuck through and watched this game 
beginning to end Yikes. because there was definitely several points within the game I and gotcha. um i'll just you know cheers to you uh <laughs> I gotcha. there are definitely no points that I gotcha. uh i just wanted to check out of this one so in honor of you guys i pulled some tweets you guys were uh definitely venting your frustration and we're pretty on fire with some of the things that you were saying so leah let's pull up some of these tweets <laughs> arizona cardinals updated team plane it has their new plane with a uh, clown. clown get up on it and you know a lot of talk also about the the new shiny plane and there was pictures of guys in the cockpit acting like they were the pilot and excited about it maybe that was a, sort of a distraction heading into this game uh if that is then that this team is more mentally weak than i thought okay. uh it, i definitely looked like this team rolled out of that plane thinking the lions were going to roll over and they were just going to have a track meet victory and just run up and down the field on them. And they got smacked around for four quarters. So, I mean, yeah, it, maybe there's a reason why the Patriots have a jet and the Cardinals don't. The Patriots have how many Lombardi trophies? The Cardinals have zero. Uh, again, I it's it's great. It's great for talking points. It was fun during the week. But, uh, yeah, they deserve all the clown makeup on that poor jet today. All right. What else do we got, Leah? All right, and I'm having trouble seeing the fraudinals. The fraudinals came into the game with a why bother approach to the end of the season again. So I mentioned that the uh, that the Lions came into it with a why not approach uh, with some of their play calling. They were just going for whatever you know. What do they have to lose? And so that was a response. Uh, Could we pull that one up just one more time? So again, the so the response and the fraudnals came into the game with a quote, why bother approach to the end of the season, dot, dot, dot again. And we have talked about the unfortunate parallels between the end of last season and what's looking like is happening this season. So the, the fans uh, have not forgotten. Nobody's forgotten. And, you know, uh, we've talked about teams you consider frauds all season long. And I think this speaks to the national media. Just, I think just last week I was defending the Cardinals because there was a national reporter basically calling them a fraud and and not a top tier team. And they weren't convinced uh, that they were a top tier team. And um, fans are, I mean, when you lose like that, fans, you know, are starting to doubt whether or not you're legit. The person that has to be convinced that they're not a fraud is Kyler Murray. He has to believe that's the person that's got to be convinced that he's not a fraud, that he's not a front runner, and that they've given you a bunch of players, and then you can't handle the moment when the moment comes and you decide or you cannot match the performance to win the game or put the game away. Not waiting to the fourth quarter to figure it out. It's not that guy. I was I was with Jake Plummer. Jake figured out a lot of fourth quarter comebacks we had. I'm not saying a fraud. I'm just saying. Jake wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner. So if I use this conversation, just remember that. He wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner. He wasn't the first overall pick taken in the draft. He wasn't a guy giving the reins immediately when he walked in. So that's not the same conversation. I'm just saying, I know what fourth quarter quarterbacks look like. Jake, 100%, is one of the best to ever do it in the game of football and our fourth quarter comeback situations. That's not what I'm concerned about. I'm talking about the guy that needs to show up for the first quarter. Kyler, as a starting quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, first-round draft pick, this is his third year in the system, should be already in a position right now where he knows 100% how to manage a football game and how to come out and play 
And he's the guy that has to determine, is he going to take leadership and take the leadership role in this moment to come out and play? And today, again, unfortunately, that wasn't a performance. And there was no opportunity for him to come back in the fourth quarter because he was on the sideline about, you know, five minutes ago in the game where, or three minutes ago in the game where Colt McCoy came in the game. So uh, I posed a question at PHNX Cardinals on Twitter. Uh, do the Cardinals win another game this season? So we've got almost 400 votes and 52%, so over half say the Cardinals do not win another Dang. game this season. You pose that question. People are ticked. I disagree, this. though. But I disagree. Here's the thing. Gonna it be... goes back to my point. Where's the confidence? Where's yeah, we, we, where yeah, do you point to a to a I game agree. and say they're definitely winning this one? So no, they uh, will win a game. I think again. I say Dallas. They're gonna be we, we, they're gonna be underdogs against Indy and Dallas. I, again, watch the Seahawks game. If they beat the Rams, they will come into State Farm Stadium Week 18 at eight and eight. And I think it's conceivable that I mean that that game could could be the playoffs, the difference between the playoffs for both teams, which would be insane. All right, let's take a look at another one of y'all's tweets. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Oh, no. Suns star Mikhail Bridges. Uh, we love him, just not when he decides to talk about the Cardinals because he's a big-time Rams fan. So he just tweeted out the Cardinals stink. And honestly, I was expecting – I was like, oh, I wonder what fans' reactions are going to be to this, Mikhail. And, like, they were all, like, really nice. They were like – uh, take this tweet down, but uh, you're right. Like there was no like yeah. there wasn't like a ton of shit talking. Everybody just like allowed Mikhail to talk his shit. I mean, probably because uh, he does great things for the Suns and for the Valley. So that's one on thing, a winning team on a winning team. Uh, so you don't want to uh, talk down to one of your star players. But he was absolutely right. And hey, it gives other I, I'm t- it gives legitimacy to other people's shit talking the Cardinals because at that point it's just like. What are you going to say about it? If you believe that you're supposed to come out and dominate and you don't, and you get smacked up by a 1-11 team or 1-10 team, then that's what you're going to get. Yep. And you, you got to suck it up. You like every, it. Everyone has to look in the mirror and suck it up. From the, from the Rooter to the Tudor or the Arizona Cardinals franchise, I'm not even going to put Mike in this situation. I'm not even putting Steve Cameron in the situation. Hey, coach, the guys that's on the third level needs to be able to look at themselves and say, we walk, we came into a place we should have won and dominated by 12 points or 20 points at least, and we just got smacked up. Now, who's the answer? And they will find those answers when they watch the film. All right, we've got one last tweet, and I believe it's a Photoshopped photo. Oh, this one. Well, we'll go to this one. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray in important games. Barf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frank, like that one. Yeah. Look, they opened the door. Oh, my God. You know how bad that is? Had those two, those two, whole. Adam, so it was a Gates, picture. Adam Gates and and Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, yeah. You know sorry, how, I should have heard audio stuck only up listeners. The NFL with that. Oh it was Adam Gates and Sam Darnold oh talking God. on the sidelines. It was a photo of them, and so the it was depicted as Cliff and Kyler talking on the sidelines. I mean, people are really going Look, in. People I, are people are down on Cliff, but people are equally down. This is this is the most I've seen people be down on Kyler Murray since yeah, they drafted him. Yeah. All right, let's get to that last one. It was a Photoshop that I was talking about previously. That's that's Ty, it. We all saw. Uh, Jake Paul 
knock out Tyron Woodley last night and somebody photoshopped a cardinal on Tyron's passed out head. That's, that's what very accurate. That's very uh, accurate. That's, yeah. that's my favorite thing I've seen on social media today. So thank you for that. All right. Accurate. So cheers to all of you for uh, having to experience that. And we are all still here alive and kicking and alive. willing to talk about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. For a second there, Tyron, like yes. the, yeah, he was he was not alive for a second there. Thankfully, he's OK now. But yeah, this is the perch. <laughs> this is the perch where you can come and talk about these yeah. things. Right. This is the perch. Come over here. A, the hang perch out. is a safe place. It's a, yeah. very it's a safe place. place to hang out with your buddies and speak your mind. Right. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's move into our final segment, the fourth quarter final drive presented by Bird Gang Travel. We will have a tailgate party on Christmas Day to pregame for the Cardinals game against the Colts. And this one is going to be a little bit different. You're going to pay just $10 to get in the door, $35 for a Christmas buffet. But if you just want to get in, come hang, order a drink on Christmas before you head over to the game, just $10 to get in the door, $35 for a buffet. And I believe it's 50 for all you can drink. Um, you better get that. Let me tell so, you something. Yeah. Hey, you need to get that. Like, it is top shelf. There is no unique name of the bourbon, whiskey, cognac, tequila, or <laughs> vodka that you're drinking. It's all top shelf. We're going to attempt to break the tailgate curse that's been put on this yes. franchise and this, this organization with Bergen Travel and PHNX Cardinals. We've lost our last two. But they were heavy favorites. I can guarantee you the Cardinals will not be heavy favorites against the Colts. So that we're gonna need a, a Christmas miracle. We will. We will need a Christmas miracle against Frank Wright and Carson Wentz, and we need you there to help us make that happen. Pull All up right. Lines, so again, it, it is ten dollars to get in the door. Just ten bucks get you in. If you want to eat, we've got a Christmas buffet for you. Just thirty-five bucks, all you can eat Christmas buffet, and then fifty dollars, all you can drink package. So. Um, why would you not? I mean, it's a no-brainer. Christmas Day will be there. So much fun. Uh, well, y'all will be there. I'll be joining virtually for the uh, for okay. the tailgate show. Yeah, I'll cool, be cool. Got some got some Christmas plans Lo with the fam. Long as you're there. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah. All right, guys. Let's. Can we try to end this on a positive note? No. I mean, is there, no. Okay. All right. Yes. No, I'm upset. We can. And I, and I can. <laughs> This is this this kind of thing ruins a week. Uh, so we are. I'm going to keep it uh, really negative. Well, I don't know if you guys. I'll just take the the time to uh, tease ahead to what we've got going on tomorrow. Uh, we talked about the curse of the Possville Maroons, the curse that they have on the Cardinals earlier in the week. If you have not. Uh, gone back and listened to that. We recorded it on Thursday. We did, yeah. So go back. Can't miss it. Lot of, lot First of, of the Pottsville Maroons. It's very interesting. Yes. Now, tomorrow, we're going to have ESPN's David Fleming on the show. He is an expert on the topic. He wrote an entire book, which I'm in the midst of reading on it. So he knows everything there is to know about the curse that the Pottsville Maroons placed on the Cardinals almost a century ago. And it still stands it's very interesting. You could beg the question, is something going on here where there's some Pottsville Maroon ghosts in the midst of all this? If you believe in curses, maybe so. If you don't, it's entertaining to say the least. So we're going to have David Fleming on the show tomorrow to talk more about that curse. Again, it's something that you are not going to want to miss. And um, Yes, Frankie, it was the 1925 it. championship. 
that they, made. that they claim is their own, that yes. it's not really theirs. Yes, again, go back Thursday's show, listen to it, and prepare yourself for our discussion for tomorrow's show. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in curses, but it's a very interesting segment. And look, Tristan does her research. You guys got to go back and dive into this conversation because it's pretty spectacular. Someone brought it up. Cardinals haven't won a championship since then. Um, I think it's pretty interesting, although that they, you know, they've, they've gotten themselves close to the Super Bowl. They've been in the Super Bowl, got themselves close to a win, and the next thing you know, it just didn't work out. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Look, Jacob, how about you, you make this statement that says, how would this team look if Tom Brady was the quarterback? If Tom Brady was the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins or the Jets, they'll still be winners. We got a winner in our, in our, in our, in our t- on, on this team. We really do. Like, we do have a winning team. We got 10 wins. We haven't, we haven't been here with this group in a while. They got to figure out the finish. They're still young. And so that's the part that is the con. That's, that's the part that's the question mark. We don't have enough leaders yet on this team. Tom Brady is a leader. So wherever he goes, he's an effective leader, not just a position leader. He's an effective leader. He touches the ball every time. He makes sure he gets it done. That's the difference in this team. And, and Kyler, and Kyler will figure this thing out because we have a really talented quarterback. And so we're looking forward to next week. It's going to be some adjustments that's going to be made. They have to look into the mirror and say, who am I right now? Because if you don't have the leadership, it's hard to win into the playoffs. It's hard to go in and knowing you're not, you're not one of the 32 teams that's playing. You're one of the 16 teams that's still that's left in the NFL to play with the opportunity to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy. And all these guys right now believe in some form of fashion, J.J. potentially coming back, James Conner being more of an effective person. Look, Cliff will suck up and figure out these questions that he has to answer. You know, J.V., you didn't really say anything on Cliff out of his press conference because we know it's probably going to be it's, wonk, wonk, It's everything wonk, wonk. you don't want to hear. It's right. uh, we got our coach, we got our play. That's not our brand of football. Yeah. Give credit to them. They came out inspired. You know, I was just pulling up some Jared Goff tweets, and he was saying, you know, we don't match up with them well, but it's next man up mentality, and we we trust our coaches. Basically, saying like, the do the Cardinals not trust their coaches? But mm-hmm. I've 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 some news that I I, I want to break here on the show, um, and Lee is pulling it up right now. I think we found the culprit to why the Cardinals have lost these last two games. It since, has an, a different curse. A different curse. So since the Cardinals tweeted out this upcoming image. They are 0-2 on the season. Leah, whenever you're ready, she's pulling it up right now. She's lightning fast <laughs> on the on the graphics. But the Cardinals tweeted out an image two weeks ago. I think you guys may know where I'm going with this. Um, following their win it in Chicago. It was basically disrespecting the entire city of Chicago yes. and the Bears fan base. And we have it on the screen now. I'm going to be honest with you. When they <laughs> tweeted it out, I thought that the, the account had been hacked. But I thought the same exact thing. The Cardinals own. tweeted that out? Yes. What does that look like to you, Frank? Ooh, <laughs> from over here with these eyes I got. <laughs> so it's the it's the bird uh poo pooing all on the on their on that like bean thing, right? On uh, on Michigan Avenue? That looked Michigan Avenue. Is that's that not the, want... the famous like bean uh, statue that's in Chicago? Wow. If we have to work this hard, that means the the social media missed its mark. And then they double down. They said, "Get it, get your." Yeah, it's the bean in Chicago, but it also is like turned upside. That's the bean. Oh. It's turned up. It's turned on its side, oh. and then the bird is going to the bathroom on it. Am I correct? I or mean, am I like way look, off? Espo says the silver eggplant emoji curse. 
Then they're like, get your mind out of the gutter, guys. And it's like, no, you guys, delete your tweet, guys. Maybe that's what we need. We need the cardinal social media. Delete the tweet. To delete this tweet. You have started a new curse. The curse of the is it, isn't it a, a... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it on there. I have too much respect Good. for don't, what don't we do. Don't say it. Don't but say it. Don't it, say it. Um, that, I think that that's what we need to start a campaign to delete that tweet, and so the Cardinals can can get a victory on Saturday. Uh, we, night. we can't find. Look, we're, we're winning because we're good. And when we're good, we look good. When we look bad, we look horrible. And right now, they look horrible. Um, they don't have the leaders that need in place. Hopefully, JJ can get back. Hopefully, Hudson can get back. These guys can get back to be healthy, and they can run their offense and defense effectively. Apparently, all this shows to me again is that we need leaders, and we need leaders in our key, key spot. Well, that, say, that 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 should tell you everything we need to know about Kyler Murray. But, then. But, that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I agree with you. And it says he's just not that guy yet. Let me, How long does it take? How long does it take? Hey, hey, listen, I've been saying this hey, all year long. Look, first off. the Cleveland Browns have fired, have gotten rid of damn near 14 first round draft pick quarterbacks. It's hard to find a quarterback to lead well, your they've team. They've also had like massive it. turmoil within every aspect of that franchise. I, and, and it's, but it starts. They're not the model for doing anything the right way. I understand that, but I'm saying when you grab and certain players, not everybody just grows in that spot immediately. I feel what you're saying. I know what you're saying. We have an athletic, talented quarterback right now. He's just not the leader that we need him to be, and he's not playing at the level. Of what to me, I would say, and I have seen, when we have leaders in this situation that can play, they just take over the game. They know what to do. Yeah. Right now, unfortunately, I'm not seeing that. And that to me is the sad part. That's the sad part we all feel right now. And the Cardinals gotta figure it out. Kiff's gotta figure out something, or we'll go back and watch the film and say, Kyler, you could have threw the ball here. Kyler could have dunked the ball off here. Kyler, he wasn't open. Why'd you hold the ball an extra second? You should have just dumped the ball off. Those are the conversations that you won't hear. You won't hear it. You won't hear it till he proves it on Sunday. Makes me sad because I we we embrace Kyler. We love Kyler. We want him to be same thing. We want him to be special. He is special. This franchise has never had a homegrown franchise quarterback that's worth his salt. With all due respect to like, you know, the Jim Hart's of the world back in the seventies, right? And the Neil Lomaxes and 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 that's your very, buddy, very, very good, true, um, true statement. It, it, they have not had it. They've never had a dynamic quarterback like this. Um, and so now they finally get one mm-hmm. and he puts up all these stats and you just, you're in love with his play. Cause it's unlike anything we've ever seen. And then at the end of every season, we're having this, we're having this conversation of what's going on. Well, it's the wide receivers. It's the offensive lines, the coaching. Well, again, franchise quarterbacks that are, that are consistently winning and competing for championships are the elixir to make all of that go away. True. And Kyler's not, Kyler is not that player right now. And until he becomes that player, no one will take the Cardinals seriously. Well, the good thing is, is it's somewhat of a short week because the Cardinals are playing again on Saturday instead of uh, Sunday. It's going to be Christmas. Everybody's going to be in high spirits. We've already opened all of our gifts. Maybe have a drink or two in, in, yes. in our in our system already. And uh, we know that Saturday is going to be a good day. Honestly, this whole week. Listen, guys, Christmas. It's Christmas yes. week. Tell That's them, what we've got. Say that. Forget about this loss. Yes, no. say that. Enjoy Forget time it. with your. Yes. We've got. We're all spending time with our families. We're, you know, doing friends. fun things. Our friends. Yep. Like, this is a really good week coming up. And Saturday is going to be a really, really good game. And a good day. I'm putting it out there in the universe. 
putting all the good juju Tuesday out there. Tuesday's going to be fabulous. The show's going to be great. Tuesday's going to be great. It's I'm going to be, be dressed fun. up like an the Arizona Cardinals are, gonna be are the equivalent of the Grinch. They are ruining Christmas yet again for me and my fandom. They need to have their heart grown because I'm sick of this crap. So, again, figure it out. We're the people of Whoville. You're ruining our Christmas gonna, I again. I was just going to... Well, why don't we be more like Cindy Lou? And hold hands and sing and be uh, in the Christmas spirit. I can't. I can't. I'm not into it. She, she, never, she never really sweater, allowed sweater. the Grinch yes, to fully go. take her Christmas spirit away. And right. I really appreciate that about Cindy Lou. We're not doing it, Jay. Jay, we're coming in. <laughs> I'm rocking the elf outfit. You rocking Santa. We bring in gifts. Y'all show up on Tuesday. Say it's going to be fire. Tristan's ready to get it popping. She's singing. We're having cider, well, that's eggnog. Happening. We're getting it going on. We're going to walk past this weekend, this this past weekend. And we're just going to realize that our guys understand. Guess what? You know what? After this win versus the Colts, you're going to feel a lot different because you know they beat a better team. They beat a good team. And that's what's going to happen. And that's all it takes, JV. You're going to be back on board. It's all good, bro. I won't be. This is it for me. <laughs> uh, I even have my Santa socks. I went all out on Christmas today. You can't, I can't see that on camera. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm just sad. It's just not. Is, I'm not into too this. Early with I your did. Christmas? I peaked my Christmas sp- spirit too early, and the Cardinals stole it from my cold dead hands as I lose again, <laughs> and they'll lose on Saturday night on national TV. Well, I'm sorry for you, Johnny. Frank Thank and you. I are going to have a good time. Okay. I'm, nope. I'm coming in I'll with the elf pre- outfit. I'm coming in with yeah. elf outfits. I'm going to have to get a, an ugly Christmas sweater to wear on Tuesday just yes. to try and... I've got another one I can wear. Okay, perfect. All right, cool. Guys, uh, we have managed to finish on a high note. Things are going to be good. Things that really matter in life are still intact. That, that is true. And, um, you know, we love doing the show. We love that you uh, join us every time that we're on. So it's going to be a great week. We're looking forward to Christmas Day. Uh, Merry Christmas to you filthy animals from Alonzo. Merry Christmas to you filthy animals as well. <laughs> if you have not subscribed to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast or YouTube channel, we'd appreciate if you do that. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals, and we'll see you tomorrow. 